Welcome to the Pop Culture Bicycle Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture Bicycle Podcast, where uh, you ride along with us as we talk <laughs> about the best and worst and everything in between about pop culture media. Uh, I am your host, Jake, and alongside me, as always, is Luke Geronimo Keyway. I love it. I love it. We did it. All right. Uh, in this episode, we have The Crow News, It Prequel News, uh, Actors Retiring, and more. And, but and wait, there's more. More. Don't have enough cocaine to no, do a I, Billy I, Mays impression. Nope. All right. First up, uh, for news, Bill Skarsgård to star in The Crow reboot, Rupert Sanders directing. This is via The Hollywood Reporter. After years of false starts and many rings of de- development hell, The Crow appears ready to fly again. It's Bill Skarsgård, who played Pennywise the Clown in the It horror movies, will star in the reboot of the supernatural revenge thriller that will be directed by Rupert Sanders, best known for helming Snow White and the Huntsman and Ghost in the Shell. Mm, I don't think I've seen the Snow White movie. Uh, I did. Was it decent? Nah. Nah. All right. Well, that gives me confidence. Uh, didn't watch the Ghost in the Shell movie. I could have. I don't remember it. I think it's on Netflix or something, or maybe it came to theater. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Crow was an indie comic written and drawn by James O'Barr in the late 1980s that told the dark tale of a man and his fiancée who are assaulted and killed by a gang after the couple's car breaks down. The man is resurrected by a crow, because that happens, right? and exacts revenge on those who took his life and the life of his love. That was much like Catwoman's origin story. The project is well into pre-production ahead of a June start date with shooting to take place in Prague and Munich. Uh, the budget is in the $50 million range, and it does appear like the film will actually take flight. <laughs> <gasps> oh, love the puns. Fucking puns. Uh, hopefully it actually gets fucking made. And hopefully Bill Skarsgård doesn't get shot on set. Yep. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, I fucking love Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. So I'm excited for him to portray Eric Draven. Yeah, didn't they... How many supposed uh, remakes of The Crow have they tried to set in motion hold on let me let me check i'm pretty sure it's in this in this article i feel like once a year it's like oh the, the crow is being remade with saw one jason so. momoa yeah something that, that was like the last big one i think oh really oh yeah it was didn't he have like a test screening for it uh that really got leaked or something like the the uh, concept art or something no the fucking costume test mm, yeah quote-unquote costume quote-unquote it was just him and drag i'm just kidding uh, fans of The Crow, however, have plenty of reasons to be skeptical that this iteration won't get derailed at the last minute, given the franchise's infamous history. The first movie released in 1994 was a critical and box office hit and gave gained a fervent, or fervent cult following after the onset death of star Brandon Lee. A sequel titled The Crow City of Angels starred... Vincent Perez, it was released in 1996 and was followed by two more films, The Crow Salvation from 2000 and The Crow Wicked Prayer from 2005. Haven't heard of either of those. Nope. Uh, With Eric Mabius and Edward Furlong as the respective leads. 
There was even a late 1990s TV series starred Mark DeCoscos, but since Wicked Prayers 2005 opening, the franchise has seen plenty of lift and drag. Um, here we go. Director Stephen Norrington from Blade. Oh, nice. Was nice involved with one reboot while F. Javier Gutierrez, who directed Before name. the Fall, and Luke Evans worked on another. Also a great name. Corin Hardy from The Nun took on the task of a reboot in 2017 and attached Jason Momoa to star. Oh, there but it is. Both men left in 2018 after a clash over financial issues between producers and the distributor, clipping the wings once again. <laughs> puns. All the puns. Um, little known fact about the original uh, Crow movie, there was a little actor, a little extra during the, the uh, shooting scene. It was you? His name was Alec Baldwin. <laughs> really? Oh, <fuck. laughs> you're dumb. Yeah, that didn't go over as well as I thought it would. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Oh, speaking of spill, spill. Speaking of spilled milk. Speaking of spilled milk, Bill Skarsgård is in the news again. This time for the It prequel. Oh, yeah. Actually, I don't know if he's actually going to be in it, but it was, he is. It was the only uh, the the article I had didn't say anything about actors, so just says that HBO Max. It's come from Deadline. HBO Max is developing Welcome to Dairy, which is the working title, a prequel series to the It film franchise. What else would they call it? Oh. It prequel. Yeah. <laughs> Before it. Yeah. Pre it. Um. The project will be writ- project will be written and executively produced by Jason Fuchs, who I like to call Jason Fuchs. Am I right? Oh. Andy Muschietti, director of It Part One and It yeah. Part Two, and Barbara Muschietti, his sister, uh, executive producer via the Double Dream Productions Company, Warner Bridge, Warner Brothers Television is the studio based on the film franchise. Welcome to Dairy. When Children begin to disappear in the town of Derry. A group of kids is faced their own biggest fears and have to square off against murdering clown named Pennywise. We all know the story. <laughs> the prequel leads up to the events of the first, the one. first one. This says 2017's It Part 1, but it, it was before even 2017. Let's be honest here. And, yeah, that's that's all my, my article said. But you're saying that Skarsgård is going to play Pennywise in that? Well, uh, yeah. You sure it's not going to be Alexander Skarsgård? His... I was gonna say taller brother, but or, or one of the other scars guards that look just like him. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be Bill. That'd be kind of cool. I call him Bill because we're friends. Well, yeah, we know. Uh, we bring it up every day. Yeah, this is gonna be set in the '60s. Yeah. Um, because the first movie took place in the '80s, so that. Yeah, and he's well. Isn't it every thirty years? Every twenty-seven years. Twenty-seven years. All right, that makes more sense. All right. Yeah. Uh, in in the book, uh, the kids are uh, kids in the fifties. But oh, right, 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 right. But I don't know if this will actually get fucking made because uh, the like the Muschietti siblings fucking they they said multiple times that they're gonna re- release like a nine hour cut, oh, extended really? cut, director's cut, shit like that. Nothing's ever fucking came to fruition. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it says developing. Whether it actually starts filming or anything, I have no idea. But also, I feel like there's only so much you can do with it because it's not like they're going to kill Pennywise because he obviously no. comes back. Yeah. And then if you're set in the 60s and it is set in the 80s, the only thing you have to do is go backwards still from that. You can't keep going yeah. forward. 
I feel like they've really wrote themselves into a hole trying to do this. Yeah. Unless they're like, I don't know, they end it in the 60s. Um, it's like 1890. It starts in the 1890s, and they're like, oh, dear Lord, there's a clown. Well, Pennywise did come during like the prehistoric so, yeah. Jurassic era, and so he's been around forever. Was he a clown the entire time? I don't think so. What was he before he was a clown, I wonder? Whatever scared cave people back then. A club. A club. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> commitment getting the slightest cut <laughs> yeah because i was gonna say raw meat but that's all they ate so yeah i don't know should add something else to say too but i forgot that's fair uh blah, 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 blah. yeah i like people on the it subreddit they're like they're like i'm not gonna watch this because the losers club isn't gonna be in it right blah, blah, blah. it's like so what man i i would like to see like Pennywise's influence on dairy. Yeah. Like how it is in eleven twenty two sixty three. When oh yeah. When he goes there and he's like Everything's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. That would be see, all right. So maybe there is a little bit of source material where I feel like if they're gonna do it, they should start it a bit farther back than yeah. the sixties then. They could start it like way, 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 way back. back. And then tell the story through there. I think it'd be even I don't know. So People bait way back when, especially probably in dairy, probably weren't very intelligent. Yeah. So it'd be entertaining to see, like, the kind of, like, slack jaw people going, what's happening to my kids? <laughs> I'm from Maine. I'm from Maine. <laughs> um, fuck. I was going to say something else. I, I didn't do it. You did it. I'm only riffing. All right. Oh, uh, they could make it a limited series. Yeah, that'd be fine. It, it doesn't say if it's going to be limited series. It just says series. So. But, and, like, what are they going to do? Are they going to create, like, another group of kids to deal with it? Probably. But, like I said, the, those kids aren't going to kill it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it ends with them all dying. Oh, you know what this is? This is the Stephen king verse. This is a different dimension. It's a different uh, timeline. So now par- these Parallel kids, Earth? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, the verse. I am... I'll remain optimistic about it. Who I, knows if he'll actually get get off the yeah. ground? Maybe Skarsgård's like, oh, shit, I have to fucking dedicate myself to the Crow movie, and so I can't do this, and the Crow never gets made. Yeah, that's true. I will not, I'll forget that it ever happened, <laughs> and then it'll come out on HBO Max. Like, and then, well, I'll check that out sometime and, and never, never do. Never do, and I'll ask you, hey, was it good? And then you'll be like, yeah, it's all right, but yeah. oh, I should check it out, and then I never will. Yeah. All right. Next up, Ron Howard. Brian Grazer, team for documentary on Jim Henson with full participation of Muppet Creator's family. Hmm. This comes from Deadline. Heck yeah. Oscar winners Ron Howard and Brian Grazer are teaming up with Disney Original Documentary. Really, that's a branch of Disney? Disney Original Documentary. You could say, like, anything Disney. Like, oh, Disney Socks. And that's a company that Disney owns. Apparently. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Uh, they're teaming up with Disney original documentary for what is promised as the quote unquote definitive portrait of Jim Henson, the legendary creator of the puppets, the, and not just the, or the Muppets. Yeah. Not just fucking the Muppets too. Like he did fucking, uh, the dark crystal. Yeah. And, uh, Fraggle rock did a bunch of shit and other things. Star Wars. He was, did job of the hut for start with the original star Wars. Uh, the, and non- the cantina scene. The nonfiction project from Howard and Grazer's Imagine Documentaries 
imagine a fucking better name, is being produced with the full participation and cooperation of the Henson family, according to a release, and will present a fascinating and intimate look at Jim's illustrious career, creating treasured uh, characters and revolutionizing television and film. With never-before-seen personal archives, the film will give audiences an exciting first-person view into the life of one of the world's most inspiring and iconoclastic creators. Is that a word? I guess so. All right. Iconic, but... Iconoclastic? uh, Elastic? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Through exclusive home movies, photographs, sketches, and Henson's personal diaries. Man, if I'm fucking dead and I'm famous, I don't want people... And I have a fucking diary. Stay the fuck away from my diary. I was wondering if, like, what if this was, like, less of a documentary and more like an expose... Oh. Like the first scenes, like someone who's close to him sits down. And he's like, Jim hated kids. <laughs> and then it cuts to like uh, behind the scenes footage of Sesame Street where he's just like yelling at a three-year-old. He's like, fuck you. Fuck you. I mean, I'd th- watch it. Three-year-old probably deserved <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I'd so. watch the shit out of that documentary. Um, Yeah, so this is going to come out. Disney owns the Muppets? Yeah. The they, fuck? They bought Henson Studios. Oh, I'm thinking of fucking... Uh, Sesame Street. Well, technically they do, because I think... I don't think they do, because Sesame Street's on HBO. I don't know, because I thought uh, Henson Studios, unless Sesame Street broke off at some point and became its own thing. I don't know. Let's see. Just uh, Disney is the owner of Sesame Street. Really? Yep. So I'm pretty sure like all of Sesame Street, or new episodes of Sesame Street are on HBO Max. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they just... Caught a deal or something. I have no idea. Fucking caught it. Maybe some kind of public access deal. It was deal. blown by them in the wind. They're yeah, like, mine. <laughs> Golden snitch. Anything else on that? Uh, Nope. All right. Well, Am from, I going to watch it? Probably not. But maybe. From one maybe I'll check it out. famous puppet to another, Bruce Willis is retiring. Oh. I, I know. It wasn't a good one. I just wish I had something for that segue. Uh, Bruce Willis' family has announced that the actor is retiring from acting. After being diagnosed with aphasia, a language disorder caused by brain damage that affects a person's ability to communicate, which sucks. Yeah, like you can't understand like what he's reading or what people are even like vocally telling. Oh, him. you can't even understand it. Nope, oh, I didn't know but, that. Like his brain can't comprehend it. Oof. Yeah, that's all right. I'm but, sorry, Bruce Willis. So it makes sense as to why he was yeah. doing so many bad movies. Yeah, the Razzies should feel bad. For they, having that category. They took it back. Did they really? Yeah. I didn't read that. Uh, Willis's family members posted a joint statement to po- social media announcing the actor's retirement. To Bruce's amazing supporters, as a family, we wanted to share that our beloved Bruce has been experiencing some health issues and has been re- recently diagnosed with aphasia, which is impacting his cognitive abilities, the statement reads. As a result of this... And with much consideration, Bruce is stepping away from the career that has meant so much to him. This is a really challenging time for our family, and we are so appreciative of your continued love, compassion, and support. The statement continues, we are moving through this as a strong family unit and wanted to bring his fans in because we know how much he means to you as you do to him. And, yeah. We do? He loves us? He he loves us. Bruce loves everyone. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't, I was kind of seeing this happen, but not for this reason. 
because he was just doing like those one-off like what is he even doing anymore we speculated during our what was it i think this is oscar nomination or razzie nomination episode Something. Something like that. Like, why is he doing all these one-off, like, weird movies? Yeah. And now it's because he's like, oh, I need to get the bag before I can't talk anymore. Yeah, he only had to do, like, a day's work, and he got paid a million dollars each time. Yeah, right. And so he made, like, $27 million. What, you, what is his net worth, I wonder? Let's say $200 million. That's probably pretty close. Is that quite the fucking storied career? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yo, Nice. 200? American actor and film producer Bruce Willis has a net worth of $200 million as of 2021. So, Yeah, but what about 2022? He's starting a lot more movies. So is there just, like, no treatment or I don't want to say cure because it's probably no cure, but no, like. I don't think I don't so. Know. You know how they have treatments for people with, like, dementia? I wonder if there is something like that. Elon Musk with the Neuralink could probably bring Bruce Willis back. You heard about that? Nope. It's basically... Uh, a brain implant that stimulates your brain using electrical shocks to electrical shock therapy. Yeah, basically, but like <laughs> little shocks. And he said it could help people with like paralysis and Alzheimer's and stuff. But it it's only like I think gone through one trial of not even a person that was like on a goat mm. or something like that. Same thing. Yeah, because we're all sheep. Wake but, up, sheeple. Yeah, it's a big bummer. Yeah, but it explains why he uh, was. Making all those movies for, and we so his family is all set. Yeah, and we still have Die Hard, Die Hard one through ten, the Christmas movie Die Hard, um, Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction, uh, Armageddon, Armageddon, The Sixth Sense, Sixth Sense. Um, let's see what else uh, we got. The Expendables, one of them. What's the What's the movie where he like goes back in time, or like his younger self goes forward in time? The kid. Is it called Just the Kid? I think it's called The Kid. That's a good movie. Yeah. Saw that shit. Theaters. No. Is there any other ones? Looper? Yeah, Looper. Um, he was in That 70s Show. He was in That 70s Show. and He, he played in, that Gentleman's Club owner. <laughs> and he was in Friends. Don't care. I know. <laughs> but his fucking his short role or short time on That 70s Show, when uh, his character was like eating those fucking hot like those spicy nachos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he fucking pulls up his wig. He's like, he's like, touch my hair. Have you checked out that 90s show? Is it out? I think so. Really? Yeah. What the fuck? There's no way. I haven't checked Where's my it? phone. Hold my poodle. I thought, I thought it was out on Hulu or something. No way. Maybe it's not. Nope, it's not. You're a liar. Who the fuck is Leia Foreman? Oh, Who do you think oh, Leia Foreman is? Eric's yeah. daughter. Like that's a little too heavy handed to the name of Leia. But he was a huge fucking Star Wars nerd. Maybe imagine being a Star Wars nerd. Maybe I thought it was out yet because it has um ten episodes when you list it under IMDB. So I thought yeah, maybe it was like already out. Anyone could add shit to IMDB. Oh yeah. Whatever. I could add myself to the cast list. Why don't you? Don't feel like it. All right. Don't feel like it. Cause then they'd have to pay me money. These are all people I don't recognize besides Red and Kitty Foreman. March 7th. No, never mind. This is saying 2020 that it was supposed to be out. Oh, well, I know. Rain Doy. Uh, Something. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Oh. Ridiculous fucking movie. Anyways. Uh, don't think I recognize anybody else. The Lost Husband. Never heard of you. It's not a person. That <laughs> I think that's a TV show. All right. Anyways. 
Sharon Stone in early talks to play villain Victoria Cord in DC's Blue Beetle. <laughs> this is via the rap. Academy Award nominee and Golden Globe and Emmy winning actress Sharon Stone is in early talks to play villain Victoria Cord in Blue Beetle. DC Films' first vi- superhero movie starring a Latino character, the rap has exclusively learned. Victoria Cord is a new character created for the movie. So, Ted Cord, he in the comics was the second Blue Beetle and probably the most famous. Full disclosure, I didn't even know what the Blue Beetle is. Well, Google him. All right, I'll do I'll do that right now while you're talking. Uh Blue Beetle, he's like a like Night Owl from Watchmen. Okay. How he's like super smart and creates like a flying aircraft that he uses. It's just I don't know. Beetle don't sound like it doesn't sound like a hero or a villain. It's kind of just a neutral name, and I didn't know what it was. I heard of it. The movie that they're making is about Jaime, Jaime Reyes, who is the third and so far the last Blue Beetle. Okay. So I'm guessing that uh, she's going to be Ted Kord's, like evil sister. Like she's all disgruntled because maybe he inherited Cord Industries. Right. What's the last thing that Sharon Stone's played in? I feel like I haven't seen her in a movie in a long time. But she, was, she was in Catwoman. <laughs> yeah. It's, other than that, I don't think I've seen her in anything. I'll look it up. You should look it up. I will. Or she'll be like a vindictive ex-wife a la pretty much every movie. <laughs> pretty much every movie. Every Marvel movie. The villain's a disgruntled ex-Stark uh, Industries employee. Oh, right. Yeah, because apparently Tony Stark is not a good boss. Apparently not. Um, the, the next disgruntled Stark Industries employee is going to be like the janitor. The flight attendant TV series? Oh, shit. As Lisa Bowden? She's, I don't think she was in the first season, but I think she'll be in the in the second one. And she was in some like video shorts, called, one called Slotomania as Captain Slotostar. <laughs> what? I don't know. That doesn't sound real. She was in the Murderville TV series as herself. Have, have you watched that? I haven't. It's pretty fucking funny. Uh, Sharon Stone. Yeah. Then this kind of... I don't remember her being in Murderville. What is this? What? Slotomania. Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> what is this? This looks fake. Yo, we need to watch this for the Patreon. Oh, it's coming soon. Do you want to well, watch this for the Patreon? It? The Sloto Star? Yeah. Apparently it's one minute long. Perfect. For the Patreon. <laughs> $20 tier. $20, you get this one-minute video. Well, make 20 minutes of it. We'll repeat it 20 times. Lens crafters? What? She was on a lens crafters. Wait, is this a fucking ad? Yeah. The Slotomania. I think that might be a brand. Is it? What the? F- what is? Okay. Or, or maybe it's Slotomania? Like it's like slots? Yeah. Free slot games. Oh, Look my here. God. All right, still give us twenty bucks, but we're not going to cover. We're not. Maybe I'll play Slotomania. She was in Ratchet. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Lenore. yeah, whatever. Lenore. She hasn't been in anything too high profile as of late, though. The Laundromat. Uh, the Disaster Artist. That was how many years ago now, though? Twenty seventeen. Oh, okay. So like six. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think the kid from like the main kid from Cobra Kai, mm-hmm. he's going to star as Jaime Reyes. I'm going to have to, like, brush up on, aside from, well, even Marvel nowadays, they've, they've kind of, like, almost exhausted, like, the main superheroes. 
So now they're like all doing all the, like the lower tier, tier, maybe less known ones. Well, and Iron those, Man was a was like a lower tier. Except for I, I knew Iron Man I used personally. To, he's my dad. Wow. I used to have uh, Iron Man action figures when I was a kid and shit. But so I knew that one. But like I've never heard of Blue Beetle, Moon Knight, which we'll probably talk about later. I didn't know that was a thing. I I need to brush up. Well, that sounds like a you problem. That is a me problem. No, it's also a me problem. What? Jim Carrey's retiring. Oh, yeah, allegedly. The comic actor Jim Carrey said that he's fairly serious about retiring after this latest film. In an interview, he said, well, I'm retiring. Yeah, probably. I'm being fairly serious, the 60-year-old told Access Hollywood. It depends. If the Angels bring some sort of script that's written in gold ink and that says to me that it's going to be a really important for people to see, I might come down the road, but I'm taking a break. That's, he, he speaks so weird. <laughs> he added, I really, I really like my quiet life, and I really like putting paint on canvas, and I really love my spiritual life. And I feel like, and this is something, it's, it, he like doesn't finish a thought before he gets another thought. Oh, my God. I feel like, and this is something you might never hear from another celebrity, as long as time exists, I have enough. I've done enough. I am enough. <laughs> it's, it's like he's reassuring himself. Yeah. I am enough. He was saying that in the mirror to himself. Yeah. <laughs> he actually wasn't being interviewed. <laughs> he was interviewing himself. Yeah. His response was in a question, in, in answer to a question about starring in a, in a film about Dolly Parton's life after the country singer said she would like to him to play her one-time musical partner porter wagon oh damn i thought i thought he was gonna play dolly parton yeah and if i was jim carrey and he's like how would you feel about playing in a dolly parton biopic he's like no nah, i'm done I'm, i've done enough i call this <laughs> all I right just, that's just, crossing the line i just did sonic i don't need to do dolly parton well yeah so at least unlike bruce willis there's a chance that he doesn't actually retire yeah yeah we'll see if they bring him back for uh, Sonic 3, and they pay him a shit ton of money. Yeah, they're going to have to. And you can't just have Eggman without Jim Carrey at this point. Yeah. yeah. It'd be hard to introduce a Dr. Robotnik with a different fucking... Uh, well, maybe uh, Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan I, would play I, a great Robotnik. I can see that. So it, it was in the Japanese version of Sonic that was called Eggman. Yeah. And then the American, it was Dr. Robotnik. Yeah. All right. Just making sure my, my facts were straight. Pretty on sure, that. anyways. I'm no. I'm not going to Google I'm it. I'm no Sonic expert. Well, I am. No Sonic expert. <laughs> <laughs> and moving on. Moving on. Yeah, Jim Carrey's another fucking actor with a pro uh, storied career. Oh, yeah. I mean, he started, he started in stand up. Yeah. Which was mostly just him doing impressions oh, to yeah. get into Hollywood. He was on uh, news radio? In no. Living, in Living Color. In Living Color, yeah. yeah. And then a whole bunch of other things. Yeah. Especially during the 90s. Liar, Liar. Great movie. Uh, Dumb and Dumber. Great movie. Uh, Two Ways Ventura movies. Good movies. The Mask. Movie. Movie. <laughs> uh, the Number 23. Good movie. Crazy movie. Uh what is it? Eternal Sunshine for the Spotless Mind? Oh, yeah. The Grinch. The Grinch. Um, and that's all you need to know. That's it. Sonic. Sonic. Sonic 2. Sonic 2. Oh, uh, Mr. Popper's Penguins. 
Truman Show. Truman Show. Why we forget the fucking <laughs> Truman Show? I didn't. I just said it. Oh, I forgot the Truman Show. And I don't think I've watched the Penguin. Time. I haven't watched. And it also, I love you, Philip Morris. I didn't watch that one. It was also a was it series of unfortunate events? Oh yeah, he's in that too. That was that was a movie. That was a movie. And that's it. That's all he's done ever. <laughs> I was just spend an hour naming yeah. all the fucking <laughs> Jim Carrey rules. I mean, that wouldn't be too sad if he actually did retire. No, he. He pops up every once in a while. Like, I don't even remember the last thing he did before Sonic, really. Sonic 2. He did Sonic 2 before Sonic? They filmed Sonic 2. <laughs> Not even back-to-back, but before each other. Yeah, they're going backwards. <laughs> they filmed them all in reverse. And I feel like if... I mean, he's what? I don't know how old he is. Almost 60 or something like that. Oh, he's... 50-something? Yeah, he's like 50-something. Oh. I think he just turned 50. No way. Yeah. No way. No way. Because back in the day, he made a joke on The Tonight Show about, like, I'm 50 and still sexy and, like, an old man's voice. And then on his 50th birthday recently, he took to Instagram and did that joke, and nobody really understood what he meant. Because <laughs> the people that watched The Tonight Show back then don't know what Instagram is. Uh, I wish I knew how to work the internet. Uh. Oh, he's 60. Yeah. Born in 1962. Yeah, he's definitely not fucking 50. It was uh, 50, Boy, he's got 60, too many whatever. wrinkles. He looks good for 60, though, let's be honest. Anyways, Anyways. do you want to hear some of this day in pop culture history? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On this day in 1964, the Beatles occupied all top five positions of the Billboard singles charts in the United States with Can't Buy Me Love, Twist and Shout, She Loves You, I Want to Hold Your Hand, and Please Please Me. Please Please Me? I don't know. Or is it like, Please Please Me? There's there's no punctuation, so it's just Please Please Me. It's like, hey, please, please me. In 1993. I was a year old. Yoko Zuno beat Bret Hart for the WWF heavyweight title. I thought you said Yoko Ono. Yoko Ono. <laughs> I mean, she did the Beatles. Yeah, she beat the Beatles. What's IX? Uh, Nine. nine. Yeah. So it was WrestleMania nine. Nine. I'm not good with Roman numerals. Uh, 2002, National Lampoon's Van Wilder debuted in theaters. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Uh, 2013, famed movie critic Roger Ebert died. Rip. And then 2014, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, and Madagar- Meh, Madagascar, The Island of Lemurs, debuted in theaters. Never heard of that. <laughs> I, I never heard of it either, but I'm sure it beat out The Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, I thought there was only two Madagascar movies. The uh, first one and, like, Escape to Africa. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't. I never. Full disclosure, never watched any of them. You should. I know I should, but I didn't. Have you watched Ice Age? Of course. I've watched all the Ice Ages. Wait, except for the... Very latest one, I think. I don't know. Because it just kept making them. Yeah. And I'm sure there's like direct to... Yeah, exactly. Whatever sequels. Who owns Ice Age? Is that Disney? Or That's probably like DreamWorks or Paramount or some shit. Oh, this isn't even like a Madagascar movie. What? Island of Lemurs, Madagascar. It's just like a fucking thing about lemurs. Oh, so it's a documentary. <laughs> I thought it was a. Why would oh they put that God, in the? I don't know. I thought it was a Madagascar movie. <laughs> Maybe it was like a super popular documentary. I've never heard of it. Never but. heard of it. Oh, Academy Award winner Morgan Freeman narrates Island mm. of. That's why they did it because of because gotcha. of the Freeman. That makes sense. I kind of want to watch it now. Might watch it. Anyways. Anyways, probably not going to watch it. Probably not. No, let's be honest. All right. Are we out of news? We're out of news. All right. 
That's the show. All Forever. Right. See you later. Um, Subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> um, next up, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. This is where we talk about spoilers and what we're reading, watching, and or listening to. So yep. what have you been reading, watching, and or listening to? I haven't watched much. I I did watch the first episode of Moon Knight, mm-hmm. and I like it. Right. I have the... It stars Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke, which Ethan Hawke looks fucking great. He does. I, I didn't know Ethan Hawke was going to be in it, and then it, she shows up like, Ethan fucking Hawke? Yeah. Uh, the synopsis is, the series follows Stephen Grant, a mild-mannered gift shop employee who becomes plagued with blackouts and memories of another life. Stephen discovers he has dissociative identity disorder and shares a body with mercenary Mark Spector, which in the comics, Mark Spector is like the the main dude. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, as Steven slash Mark's enemies converge upon them, they must navigate their complex identities while thrust into a deadly mystery among the powerful gods of Egypt. So Ethan Hawke, he is like this cult leader. Yeah. Who just like breaks that shot glass and puts a glass in his fucking shoes. Yeah, they opened up to that. Yeah. Like, what is this? Yeah, I was like, is this Oscar Isaac doing this? Yeah. Yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are we about to get into? And Like I said, I didn't know any of the source material, so I kind of didn't know what was going on at first. Like, I could tell, like, he would just fall asleep and wake up in new places. Yeah. And then you realize that when he falls asleep, it's his other personality taking over. Yeah, I don't think that happens in the comics. Like, I, I haven't read, like, any Moon Knight comics, but I've watched, like, videos about Moon Knight and shit. And... Uh, I'm pretty sure it's just Mark Spector, and he may or may not have like the powers of an of an Egyptian god. Wait, so in the the source material, he's not even like a split personality. Uh, I know he's crazy, but I don't. I think he does that. Yeah, he does have different personalities, but like he doesn't like black out or anything. Oh. I don't think. Like I know that there's like one that's like a taxi driver, one that's like a billionaire playboy. Well, I think at. With moving on, just because at the end of the first episode where he kind of like, I don't know, talks to himself in the mirror, his other personality in the mirror, it might be a thing where he's a, I don't know, he only blacks out for the first episode and then moving on, he'll be able to like jump in between personalities when need be. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like that'd be a cop out if they just like had him black yeah. out when he turned into Mark it, Spector it and then he just, he just comes back and. All the people around him are knocked out or dead. Yeah, it, it kind of got confusing just because, like, uh, he'd be whatever. Like, when he was driving that ice cream truck or whatever it was. Cupcake truck. Cupcake truck. And he's, like, blacks out and then comes back all just split second and, like, yeah. everything's different. It was like, okay, well, what just – I wanted to see what happened in between then. <laughs> Show me what happened. Yeah. They should have used, like, the like the mid credit scene to – show like what happened when he blacked out oh that'd been cool but that, what, would, that probably would have cost too much money what it gave me was uh kind of deadpool's like source material type where he has the three personalities that's what i thought it was because like you'd hear uh one voice be like oh the idiot's back uh, again and yeah, then, that's and then, and then the other voice of of what was his name uh mark specter yeah it was mark specter so i was like that's what the vibes gave me was real deadpool and then Obviously, when he turned into Moon Knight in, like, the, I don't know, costume kind of just appeared on Yeah, him. that was cool. It was fucking cool The fucking raps coming around yeah. him and shit. And then uh, it, like, cuts to that 
dog creature attacking him. And well, like, it was you, like you just see the fucking uh, like that sink come yeah. flying out of the fucking bathroom. Uh, hopefully, like they actually show extended scenes of Moon Knight instead of just. I know it's the first episode, and it's like, oh, he did it. But yeah. I'm waiting for the second. Is it were they all released together? Is it weekly releases? It's weekly. Okay. Well, that sucks. Yeah. But I'm hoping for the second episode, if he like gets his shit together and has to use them again, that it's like more extended scenes instead of just yeah, yeah. I yeah, I hope it doesn't just do what it did this episode, where it shows him like transforming into Mark and the the costume yeah. coming over him, and then it just cuts to you hear him punching. And shit. Well, you, you see, you see him from the behind punching that yeah. dog, and then he kind of turns around towards the camera, and that's when it ended. I was like, that was two seconds of the payoff. But yeah, when I when I watched it again for the second time, uh-huh. and he turned towards the camera, I was like, that's just for the fucking camera. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's just for the audience. But uh, yeah, the it opens with him being chained to his bed. Yeah, he like straps himself. Yeah, down. he tethers tithe, tethers himself. So when he blacks out. He doesn't leave, and he puts sand around him so he could, like, tell if he left or not. Yeah, tape on the door. Yeah, tape on the door. A bunch of locks. But as we find out as the episode fucking goes on, that doesn't work. Yeah, he's been leaving anyway. Yeah, and he has, like, a hidden cell phone in his wall. And a car key or something? Key to something. A khaki? A khaki. Uh, Is Oscar Isaac British to begin with? Nope. Love He's American. Good accent. Mm-hmm. Really good accent. It it kind of, the way he speaks uh, really reminded me of like Flight of the Concords type cadence. Never watched it. That's funny. You should watch Flight I of the Concords. I doubt it. I, like I it. think I watched like one episode. I was like, this shit is stupid. It's funny. <laughs> um, yeah. I forgot which like God Ethan Hawke's character has, but he's able to judge if a person is... Good or bad via like this tattoo on his arm of the the checks and balances type yeah of thing. or it's just a balance I think but <clears throat> um so if you're bad does he kill you is that what was up with the old lady yeah. in the beginning okay yeah like apparently she was gonna do something bad in the future oh so, so it's, it, it killed her yeah. then if that was the case everybody would just die yeah holy shit or maybe the Maybe Ethan Hawke and the gods are lying and just wants to kill people. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and they just make it seem random. Yeah, that was one thing I didn't quite... Maybe I just wasn't paying close enough attention, but when he wakes up in the Alps for some reason... The sound of music? Yeah. <laughs> area. And he has the golden scarab. Yeah. And they're chasing him for it, and then Ethan Hawke's character comes out. And I, I didn't fully understand was... Is this town, like, Full of like this cult is that what must this be. town was must or be. was it something they introduced and I just missed I I had no idea but it it didn't really draw me away yeah but I was just like I don't fully get what's going on right now but I liked when he woke up and he like looked up and there's that dude looking at him out the window he just like yeah. waves to him <laughs> and then like the guy comes next to the dude in the window he's like what the what are you doing? Yeah. And they start shooting at him. You're like, oh, shit. And his fucking broken jaw when he wakes Whoa, up. The, the sound? Yeah. Uh, when he was putting his fucking jaw back yeah, together. That, that, made me, that made me cringe a lot. Although, you could definitely tell in this episode, like, the CGI wasn't the fucking greatest. I, I was about to bring up the CGI. Especially during the chase. The chase where the truck fell over and Yeah, shit. The, the log truck fell over. And, and then... Was, 
other things like the cupcake that fell off the top of the oh yeah shot. i was like it's not the best cgi but, but it, it, it wasn't bad like so bad that it took me out of yeah it. well it kind of took me out but i'm like yeah i'll roll with it oh, i'm right back in yeah and then i do like the fact that um it was painfully painfully obvious that uh what's his name steven uh the the main character yeah steven uh didn't truly didn't know what was going on because he mm-hmm. woke up woke up back in his bed chained up and he's like oh it was a fucking dream i wonder if like mark specter like created this personality because like he i don't know i don't know they may have just took liberties who knows i have no idea but uh but I liked when he woke up and he's like, it's all a dream. But it was like two days later. Yeah. And he's like, no, it's, yeah, it's he, only been a day. Yeah, because he was supposed to meet that chick at the steakhouse. Even though he's a vegan. No, she's a vegan. Oh, she was a vegan. Yeah. Oh, I thought they said he was a vegan. And uh, like he tried calling her and she's like, because they're supposed to meet Friday. Yeah. And she's like, no, it's Sunday. He's, then he like starts panicking. Yeah. Then he asks the waiter. Yeah, it's like that existential crisis yeah. where like, I don't. How, what, how did I lose two days? Yeah. And then he eats a steak. Well, uh, And then he has a a fish that has one fin. And then it had two. Yeah, because Mark Spector probably killed it and had to go buy him a new one. <laughs> you sure he wasn't the vegan? Because like when he asked for a steak and he's like, how would you like it, sir? He was like, "I the steak cut. I want the steak. Like oh, yeah, he, he was freaking before. out. I thought I thought maybe he was the vegan because he's never ordered a steak before. And he didn't know how to order a steak. No, because there was like a scene with like the museum manager or something. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, how do you get a vegan to go to a steakhouse or some shit? Oh, I, yeah, I thought they were just talking about him. I don't know. I was also, as I was watching it, I was getting my notes together. So I like looked down for a little bit. Maybe I just missed something. You looked down for a little bit and you fell asleep? Yeah. And then I woke up in the Alps. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and he started playing, this, singing to the sound of music. Yep. Uh, I'd love the scene with him. Uh, like he's in his apartment. The electricity starts flickering. Yeah. So he, go, he gets in the fucking elevator and it goes to whatever floor and the old lady gets on. But he, like his vision is like of Khonshu. Oh, is that what that was, Khonshu? Yeah. Okay. The fucking skull. Like, Egyptian thing. It, oh, okay. it looked like a fucking horror movie. Yeah, it reminded me of like a, a apothecary mask. Oh, yeah. The log beak. And I thought maybe he just, I didn't know it tied into something. Yeah, that's freaking out. That That's the voice that was like, oh, the, the idiot's in control. I get it. But uh, the scene when he's in the bathroom in the museum. Yeah. The fucking, oh, n- not just that scene, but like any scene with like his, of like, his reflection, that's actually Mark. Yeah. I thought that was fucking sweet. Yeah, they did a good job. Like I said, without me knowing the source material, like I could still follow along enough to be like intrigued about the second episode. And I liked the actor that was in it. Really, it was just him. There wasn't really too many side plays besides Ethan Hawke, but he yeah. was only in it for 0.5. Yeah, I'm sure the chick that he talked to on the, on the flip phone, she'll probably be in the show. Oh, yeah. And there was another... There's two names. There's yeah. like Linda or Luce, Lisa, something like that. Something like that. And then there was a French name. Yeah, like Duchel or something. Uh, and he's like Mark's hookup or something for guns. Oh, really? Shit, something like that. Oh, cool. But yeah, I'm excited for next episode. What, what day of the week do they get released Wednesday. On? Wednesday. Okay. I think. Pretty sure. 
I'll try to watch it Wednesday. But I finished reading The Flintstones. Oh, did you? Yeah. Great fucking great graphic novel. Uh, like really? A, like if I showed you uh, like the graphic novel, you'd be like, why the fuck are you reading this kid's show fucking graphic novel? But it's a very fucking mature take on, really? on The Flintstones. Yeah, it's written by Mark Russell, illustrated by Steve Pugh, colors by Chris Chuckery, and Dave Sharp as the letterer. The, the synopsis is, welcome to bedrock, where paleolithic humans head to dinner for a taste of artisanal mammoth after shopping at Neanderthal and Big Men's Clothing, where Wilma shows her modern art and where, if you take a plane, you could end up sitting on the literal tail section. It's ah. Fred, Wilma, Pebbles, Dino, uh, Barney, Betty, and Bam Bam, as you've never seen them before. Like, uh, you know how in the cartoon, Bam Bam, the only thing he says is Bam Bam? Yeah. And here, he's actually like an intelligent, oh, nice. intelligent kid who can actually talk. Uh, Mark Russell starts the book off with an introduction, and then he talks about how his comic Prez, which was approved for 12 issues, was canceled after only six. So he was surprised when DC asked him to write a Flintstones comic. Uh, there's, there's like a long introduction that's a really good introduction. Yeah. Uh, I'll read you some of it, but definitely not all of it. <laughs> if anything, fucking pick up the graphic novel just to read the, the introduction. He says, so when they asked me to write the Flintstones, I thought that maybe this was the last comic book anyone would ever let me write. And I figured that if I was going to be asked to leave the party, then I was going to take, I, I was taking all the salami with me. I resolved to pack as much as I had to say as possible into the Flintstones to write the story of Bedrock, not as some tasteful homage to a 1960s cartoon, but as the story of the world's first civilization and my grand, grand critique of every civilization that came after it, which admittedly sounds horribly pretentious, and it probably was, but I was beyond the point of caring back then, and hopefully I still am. So if it was pretentious to write a Flintstones comic about the world visibly imploding around us, I didn't care. This was what I was going to talk about. Heavy-handed? Good. Subtlety had died screaming. <laughs> to me then, in sense, writing, has, or writing was about sounding an alarm on a sinking ship, and you didn't get style points for grad school subtlety and artful nuance. If something is worth talking about, it's worth talking about loudly. So it's very much in your face. Hell yeah. Uh, like shit that's wrong with the world, but like, in, in the Flintstones. Uh, it deals with PTSD, gentrification. Is it really PTSD in regards yep. to the Flintstones? Mm-hmm. Like really Barney and uh, and Fred, they sign up for a war because Fred thinks it's the right thing to do because they fucking promise, they have like false promises. Right. Like you'll get fucking glory and all these fucking benefits and shit. And then Barney and... Betty, they go to. It shows them at like a like a uh, at a clinic, uh-huh. and they say that Barney like can't have kids. Oh shit! So he overhears Barney and or Betty and Wilma talking about how like how much Betty loves uh, Barney, but uh-huh. she wants kids, and she doesn't know if her love for Barney would be enough. Oh goddamn! Yeah, so he gets all That's sad and signs shit. Signs up for a, a war. Uh, because it, it shows that uh, 
Slate, the dude that owns the fucking... Uh, the quarry? Yeah, the quarry. He has an idea to make bedrock, but oh. they have to uh, get rid of these tree people, people that live in trees and cut down the trees and fucking shit like that. Oh, so geez. They're like, oh, these tree, the tree people are evil, and we got to get rid of them, and... Yeah, I might have to. I'm, I might have to read that. That and, sounds super interesting. And um, Barney and Fred are like, I don't think these people are dangerous because who brings their kids to like a war, right? And oh, so they commit genocide. Yeah. Holy fuck! And uh, spoiler alert: um, Barney finds Bam Bam among like the surviving tree people. Which is why that explains why fucking Bam Bam is so strong. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. So they had basically adopt him or take him. Yeah, they take him. Yeah, because but, he's the only only like person left. Oh, that's that's crazy. <laughs> and like it, you do you remember uh, like that club that Fred and Barney are in, where, where they have like those hats with horns on them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is a is like a veteran support group. Oh shit! Yeah, and I fucking love that. And uh, it deals with gentrification, with like fucking. It shows like these hipster cave people moving in and creating or uh, morphing a warehouse into like uh, condos or apartments. Oh, really? And Fred's Fred's um, landlord is like, "Hey, I got to up your rent again, or else I got to kick you out." and Fucking sell your property so you can fucking or so these people can build apartments. Oh jeez, uh, deals with the racism, classism, and a shit ton more. I really, honestly love that concept so much. It's pretty fucking great. If you know how to read, I thought you borrowed the graphic novel. All right, I'm gonna have to read that because I love I love when there people put I don't know, a dark spin on something that was never supposed to be. Dark. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things ever. Remember the um the old Disney show Dinosaurs. Uh, is it the that live action, the quote unquote live action? Yeah, one? yeah. You remember how that show ended with them getting killed by the media? Yeah, like when I watched that as a kid, that fucked me up a little bit because like it's it's a sad episode. Everyone's sad because the fucking meteor is coming, <laughs> and then the final scene is they all go outside to watch the meteor hit the earth, and then the bright light, and then the show ends. You know? Oh yeah. That, when I was a kid, I was like, what? What? <laughs> Even though I knew that's how the dinosaurs ended. Um, do you remember the Great Gazoo? Yeah. He is an an alien still. Yeah. He was sent by his planet to uh, like learn from the humans and deem if they're worthy to be saved. Right. Because uh, his planet, there's an organization called the Neighborhood Association <laughs> that goes around uh, blowing up planets that have beings on it that pose a threat. Because, like, they're too smart or right. they're, they're, like, smarter than his race or, like, too dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Great Gazoo fucking comes to realize that, like, humans are flawed, but they could they still have potential. Right. So he tricks the Neighborhood Association into not blowing up Earth. It's actually a theory that a lot of people have about UFOs right now is, like, the reason you see all these... UFOs, but we haven't had contact with aliens because they're basically just checking up on humankind to see how much we've evolved. And since we have so many issues, they're like, we're not going to fucking talk to them. Yeah. 
People are stupid. Uh, and you remember how, like, the appliances are animals? Yeah. Um, well, they they get to be actual characters. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, the not like they don't get to talk to the humans or oh. anything, but they get like their own little side story. Oh, I see. Uh, we get to see how they deal with being shoved like in a drawer or a closet after <laughs> after they're done being used. And then there's a giant appliance revolution where they no. revolt. Uh, kind of. Oh, uh, like the bowling balls were like the armadillos. Uh huh. Um, the vacuum cleaner is a, is like an elephant. Mm-hmm. He, the, well, the vacuum cleaner breaks, dies. Right. Uh, so he was, the vacuum cleaner was best friends with bowling ball. Oh shit. So they saw, he saw that, um, he just saw like Fred and Velma, Velma, Wilma, Fred and Wilma. Wilma yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, like just tossed the vacuum cleaner into the trash. Oh, geez. Because it was just a broken appliance yeah. for him. So Bowling Ball got pissed, and uh, Fred and Slate had like a big tournament against like these women. And Slate was like, hey, if you if you win this for me, then you can be the foreman oh, fuck. at the quarry. So uh, they were about to win, but the fucking Bowling Ball at the last second fucking – <laughs> sprung open yeah sprung away. open and fucking like launched himself at, at someone oh shit i fucking love that that's so cool and uh we get to see how they deal with that and like dino he he's an appliance i forgot like what he is oh really but he obviously becomes their pet yeah that was one of those things i was always confused about because they had yeah, like, like these, why, why is he a pet yeah well, why is he like the dog but another a uh, dinosaur that's similar to him is now yeah. the vacuum cleaner. Yeah, and they're the other appliances don't like Dino. Yeah, I bet they're like, "Oh, look at him! He's too good to be an appliance anymore." But there are fun things. Not many, but <laughs> uh, like there's stores and restaurants with names like Outback Snakehouse, nice uh, Panda Excess, Bone Depot, nice, and Foot Liquor, <laughs> where you just buy. Like feet that are like candy or something. Oh, really? Or you can just lick them. That's weird. Yeah, I'm into it. I like it a lot. Yeah, it was really fucking good. I've been reading The Outsider, even though I never actually finished the uh, the series. Hold never... that thought. I gotta pee. Okay. Hold that thought, audience. Hold whatever you're thinking. I'll just I'll just be here. Staring contest. Well, now that we're alone, I don't, I don't know what to say about myself. This is weird. He does this. Could have pressed pause. Didn't press pause. Still going. Now I just get to sit here drinking this strawberry hibiscus margarita style. Truly. Sponsor me, truly. Just me, not us. Just just me. There's an eyelash on it. Isn't that weird? Is this awkward yet? It's awkward for me. I'm still sitting here. Oh, there he is. Oh, come on. It took forever. Five seconds. Yeah, probably. Ugh. Really awkward just to talk right. to myself. You've been reading The Outsider. Yep, even though I never finished the uh, other series. Uh, that's fine. I figured it was. The only tie-in is uh, Holly. Yeah, and they referenced some of the things that happened in, like, but the other books. You get the gist of it. Yeah, it wasn't. I wasn't, like, lost because of it. I'm about... Maybe three quarters of the way through right now. Damn. Uh, like, 
So for the out, anybody that never read The Outsider, A, you should. It's actually pretty good. But it's basically um, starts out with this uh, baseball coach gets arrested for mutilating and raping, let's just say, because that's what it happens, a child, a young boy. Young boy. But the problem is he was in another town when it happened. Oh, yeah, Steve has my fucking copy of The Outsiders oh, there really? for like five years now. He was in another town when it happened, but there's multiple eyewitnesses and DNA saying that he actually did commit this crime. And you, you come to find out that this happened in another place in Ohio as well. And then this is just a fast version, but basically there's a, what would you call it? A cryptid? Yeah, like a some sort of creature. Yeah, a creature that um, if it gets your DNA, usually by like scratching you. Yeah, it can like turn into you. Yeah. And then commit the crime and then. Not like turn into like you, like it doesn't like take over you. No, it, it makes like a copy of yeah. you and then commits a crime and then you get charged for the crime mm-hmm. and i just got to the point where they figured out the cryptid well it's theorized that holly theorized the cryptid thing and they're going down to texas to talk to that guy that texas they think is going to be the next one to the bouncer be cloned yeah and so far it's pretty good i wasn't i was into it more at first because it was like a pure just like detective thing yeah and then they like introduced like the supernatural thing to it and i was like uh but it, it's still holding my attention enough that I'm going to finish it because I'm already this far through it. So, And it's not, like, super long. Yeah. Like a trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, Finders Keepers, like the other one, End of Watch or whatever, I might be able to get into that. Just Finders Keepers wasn't doing it for me. There's a Outsider uh, miniseries on HBO. Is there? Yep. After you read the book, you're going to check it out and be like, this is garbage. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> it is. Also, I've been playing a lot of Elder Ring. Elden Ring? Elden Ring? Elder Ring? Elden Ring. Yeah, there's Elder elder Leafs. I think Elder Ring is like some sexual thing for old people. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Come on, honey. We're going to do the but Elder Ring. The Elden Ring. Good game. I've never played any of the Dark Souls games. Me either. But my brother-in-law was playing Elden Ring. I'm like, oh, that looks pretty fucking sweet. And I started it, and it's hard, but it is really fun. And nerdy, but... Been playing fun. a week. Haven't beaten the first boss yet. I have so, beat the first boss. Week. Doing actually pretty well. My my brother in law, like I beat it, the boss second try, and my brother in law's like, "How'd you do that?" I mean, it took me like three days to beat the first boss, and I was like, "Yeah, you're good. Get good, nerd, nerd." Have you been reading, watching, listening to anything else? Mm, anything nope. else? Anything else? Right. Uh, so moving on to Twitter this week in review. So, we planned on covering Bram Stoker's Dracula, but ran out of time again. And to be honest, we just didn't want to do a fucking vampire movie. No. So, we decided to do Blade. Blade. <laughs> Blade is a 1998 Marvel movie directed by Stephen Norrington and written by David S. Goyer. It stars Wesley Snipes, Stephen Dorff, and Chris Christopherson. It's like Chris Christopherson's parents were like, Shit, we can't come up with a fucking first yeah. name for this kid that we probably don't even want. We could name him Kurt. Nah, Chris. Nah. <laughs> we can name him Off. Yeah, Off Christopherson. We can name him Son. Topher. There we go. Topher Christoph- Christopherson. Topherson. Uh, Stephen Dorff, he did those fucking commercials for that e-cigarette, right? I don't know. Dude, look it up. Yeah. <laughs> I swear. It was like 
blue blue cigarette or something. Steven Dorf. Yeah, I swear I was like, I remember seeing him. He's yeah. like, I'm yeah. blah blah blah. Yes, he sure did. I'm like, I don't fucking know who this person is. So what the fuck do I this care? This guy. He's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Without sound, the way he just like looks at the camera. He's like <laughs> Anyways. It looks like he's rapping or something. I mean, you could probably put a track over that and it would match up. But all right. The synopsis is as follows. In a world In a world <laughs> where vampires walk the earth, Blade has a goal. His goal is to rid the world of all vampire evil. When Blade witnesses a vampire bite Dr. Karen Jensen, he fights away the beast and takes Jensen back to his hideout. Here, alongside Abraham Whistler, Blade attempts to help heal Jensen. The vampire Quinn, who was attacked by Blade, reports to his master, Deacon Frost, who is planning a huge surprise for the human population. Uh, So it starts out with that fucking... That club scene. Yeah. Which, which is very fucking 90s slash early 2000s. It is. If that wasn't real blood, I could see that actually being a pretty popular club to go to for, like, horror fans or whatever. Yeah. yeah uh, that has, has the techno. Yep. It has the DJ with flashlights on each side of their glasses. Yep. Uh, and, of course, it has blood raining from the ceiling. Like, at every rave. Yeah. Everyone I've been to, at least. Yeah. So, um... I thought this was good when I was younger. Uh, Rewatching it now, not good. I don't like not great. I should say. I only remember a cute, like a few key scenes from when I was a kid, so I didn't really have opinion on it. And then I, I started watching. it. I'm like, oh, this movie sucks. Yeah, it's very. Is uh, that really much happening? No, it, it's almost as if they didn't know how to make the story work. They just had, like, a key outline, and they're like, yeah, we'll just put this scene in and this scene in and this scene in. Let's be fine. Yeah, I thought, when I was younger, I thought there was, like, more happening and it was more fleshed out. Yeah. But now it's, like, rushed and nothing really happens. Hey, and Wesley Snipes needs to stop trying to do a, a voice. He was not using his real voice for Blade. He's like, talking, like, in his throat. And it it just didn't sound natural when he was talking. Except for one scene, like the very first scene when Quinn, after he got burnt. Oh, played by Donald Logue. Yeah. And he he bites the doctor that becomes like the main, one of the main characters. Yeah. And the cops shoot at Blade. And he's like, what you shooting at, motherfucker? <laughs> and then he goes, he just talks with that weird like throat voice. So it's like, all right, that's, that's odd. He wasn't. Like the first choice for Blade, I think uh, Samuel Jackson was a choice. That'd been awesome. I uh, I think um, Michael Jai White would have been a good Blade too. Yeah, that would have been. I actually I texted you while I was watching this movie, and I was like, "How the fuck did this get sequels with an S?" And then I ignored your text. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck this guy, dude." Once upon a time, uh-huh. Michael Jai White held this contest to like design merch for this shitty movie that he was starring in really and uh like if you came in first second or third place like you got like a prize like you got profits from each sale uh-huh i came in second didn't get shit really I, i'm probably first and third didn't get shit either oh dude you should get a hold of, you should sue michael jai white i should for his tens of dollars that yeah. he probably is fund this podcast <laughs> uh this movie 
did not do a good job about making me give a shit about any of the characters. Doesn't that? Did I ask you if you've seen the sequels? I haven't seen this. I watched. I'm pretty sure Whistler comes back, and it shows him like shooting himself after getting the shit uh, beat out of him yeah. by Frost. And like I said, that was supposed to be like a really emotional scene. Yeah. I could care less. Like I, I was like, I like Chris Christopherson as like an actor. I thought he played that character well, but I didn't care that he was dying. Dude has some fucking muscles though. Yeah, he did. Um, to to your question, I watched the sequel with. Uh, Ryan Reynolds in it. Uh, Blade Trinity, the third one. Yeah, it had the, the worst that, one. Doesn't it have Triple H in it too. Oh shit! Is that the same movie? It's got Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Maybe, or maybe you're thinking of like the 2000s X Men movie, where Ty- Taylor Tyler Maine plays Sabretooth. No, no, no. Like, yeah, Triple H is in Blade Trinity mm. along with Jessica Biel and Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Jessica Biel was in it. Yeah, and Chris Christopherson. Yeah, yeah. Chrysler comes back. What the fuck? Well, it it didn't show like like a bullet in his head or anything. Like it just showed like him dropping the gun. Oh, so. yeah, maybe, maybe that's how they got away with it. If you, if, you, if you don't see a body, then it's a good chance that they're still alive. There's Patton Oswalt's in it. The third one? Yeah. The fuck? So is uh, Dominic Purcell. He plays Dracula. Dominic Purcell. Uh, oh, shit, yeah. You know yeah. who he is, yeah. Heat wave from The Flash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's from Prison Break. Yep. And then that's about all the ones that I actually know. Besides this guy, I didn't know this was his name until now, but I see him in things. Hang on. Let me get a... I can't see him in things because you're not fucking showing me the laptop. Getting you an image. Oh, MacBook. Um, It's Eric. Bogosian, but he I've seen him in a bunch of things. Yeah, I feel like I've seen him in a bunch of things too. It's a, he's like one of those actors you're like, hey, it's that guy. It's that guy. I like that guy, but don't know his name. <laughs> um I I liked when uh Blade uses uh Karen as bait. Yeah. And like he's like needlessly unnecessarily throwing that cop around into her shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh I the the fat tub of vampire uh, that was pearl a, yeah that was fucking gross i i remember feeling sorry for pearl when i was younger but really? now i'm like Ugh. you did this to yourself yeah pearl. <laughs> i have some some trivia about pearl uh, oh do you yeah. let's hear it um where is it uh thought i did uh oh yeah Stephen Norrington, the director, stated that the cause of Pearl's obese size was the creature gaining a cannibalistic lust for infants and children as he loves to eat their hearts. There was originally supposed to be dead children scattered around Okay, as well. I, I love that he had to build lore to like explain things because they just wouldn't let him put them in the film. And it took like uh, like three people to like play Pearl. Like oh, really? One person to like be the face and the voice, and right? Two, like one person on this arm, one person on this arm. Oh, jeez. I guess it was like seven hundred pounds of latex. So it was really a a fat lady. Unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> but. It's like, can we get uh, kids' body parts? We just wasted seven hundred pounds of latex on your. Suit. Why didn't you say that yeah. before we spent we, we so much money on we would, latex? We would have made you five hundred pounds <laughs> so we'd make fucking legs and arms of kids if that's what you wanted. We probably didn't need to make it over a hundred pounds, yeah. but we did. <laughs> Was that unnecessary? Probably. Love it though. Um, when Blade, when uh, Karen came up with that like chemical that 
like destroys the vampire blood. Right. When Blade was like infecting the vampires and like their like their faces became all puffy. Yeah. I just saw the California raisins. <laughs> That's all I fucking saw. Because it didn't show like their heads exploding yeah. or anything. It it just like stopped. At but a certain point. Before that, when he would, like, shoot them with the bullet, the silver bullets and stuff, and they would just kind of, like, uh, fizzle. Burn up. Yeah. Quickly. For, uh, I, unless you're Donald Logue, then yeah. you just burn to a crisp and... Come back. Yeah. And then get your hands cut off multiple times. Yeah. Uh, I thought for 1998, that effect wasn't bad. $19.98? Yep. That's how much it costs? How, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought the... The effects were decent, besides like the the final showdown between Frost and Blade, where yeah. it, it's like the blood tornado. Yeah, I mean, but also ninety eight. It's probably good for back. It was probably decent for back then, not yeah. good. Yeah. What was the budget for the first Blade? I wonder. I don't know. I don't know, bro. It don't matter. It does matter. I gotta look it up now. Blade. Wait, what was this? Ninety eight. Yeah. Ninety eight. Budget forty five million, and it actually made a decent amount at the box office. No wonder it got a sequel. Blade two fifty five million. Blade Trinity sixty five million. They're like, we made a lot of money off the Blade. Here's ten million dollars. Like, okay, Blade two made a bunch of money. Okay, here's ten million dollars more. Can we get a little more than that? No, ten million dollars. The director's like, we're buying a bunch of latex. Ghost Rider costs one hundred twenty million. We should review Ghost Rider at some point. I don't want to, but it'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, I thought the like the final showdown was pretty, pretty anticlimactic. I think the whole movie, movie? itself was pretty anticlimactic yeah. to me. I just, I think this is why I don't remember watching it because it just never made an impact on my my life. I read a review where someone said this movie works because it's a vampire version of Roadhouse. Yeah, pretty much is. Yes. Also, the doctor that he saves, quote unquote, saves. Why? Why the fuck did she decide that she was just gonna team up with them? Yeah, like she knows how to shoot a gun and shit. And like what? She's like, oh, like she was working in the ICU. But hey, I'm also a scientist that can create this serum that just gets rid of the vampirism. Yeah, I know you. She's been working on this this serum that. Just coincidentally, can maybe cure vampires. Yeah, it was all very convenient. Too convenient. Too convenient. I give this movie, what are we going, 5 or 10? 5. 5? 5, 1.5. I give it a 2, because I had good memories of this movie when I, when I was a kid. So that makes it 1.75 out of 5? Sure. All right, let's do some trivia and get the out of here. Let's do it. All right. Wesley Snipes was interested in doing a movie adaptation of the Black Panther comics when he was offered the project. He said that he was unfamiliar with the Blade comics, seeing more of a connection to the black exploitation heroes of the 1970s. I just approached him as this really cool character where I'd get to do martial arts and wear a leather suit. Which, I mean, the That's what he his did. martial arts was good. Yeah. Other, other than that, that one scene where, like, him and a vampire or a familiar. I don't uh, know if it was like a natural vampire. They just kept doing like roundhouse kicks next to each other, but not yeah. actually trying to hit each other, it seems like. Yeah. But all right. Um, the scene where Quinn, Donald Logue, attacks Karen in the hospital corridor features features a lot of screaming, but they knew something was wrong when Logue started yelling too. 
During the tussle, he fell face first onto the hard floor and completely dislodged his jaw. Oh, shit. He had broken it in an accident years prior, and opening his mouth too wide and too fast can unhinge it. Which, I mean... Yeah. Would be kind of cool if, like, you can control it, like, put it back together and stuff. He's like, look, I'm a snake. He just has a string he has to pull, and it closes up his jaw. <laughs> like one of those cartoons. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, uh, what the fuck do you call those? Blinds, I guess. Yeah. Um, they were filming in an abandoned hospital, but I had to rush to a real one. But I've got this guy. I've got this guy. I've got this guy. Who's dressed as a third-degree burn victim, essentially naked, Running in with his jaw hanging down, the room cleared out pretty fast. Damn. Uh, Karen was originally going to be played by a white actress, but Wesley Snipes encouraged them to cast a black actress. Makes sense. In uh, updating the vampire lore, Stephen Norrington and David S. Goyer decided that crosses wouldn't work against vampires, citing, what if a vampire was Jewish? Why would a cross work against him? If they would have read, like, fucking uh, I Am Legend, yeah, they would have been like, oh, we can just use, like, the Star David or right. the Quran because those vampires were afraid of what they fucking... What Whatever they religion they came from. Yeah. Quinn had a much smaller role, but Donald Logue was so funny on set that his character was expanded and he was allowed to ad-lib a good portion of his dialogue. Yeah, I was wondering why he was such a main henchman after... It seemed like it was one of those things where, like, oh, we're going to kill him off pretty quick in the first scene. They, and they he just the, kept coming back. That's probably just what they expected to do. But, yeah. Uh, Donald Logue. I, I really like Donald Logue as, a, as an yeah. actor. He he was, like, one of the best parts of uh, Gotham. Well, what, what I've watched of Gotham. Right. He's He's been in a bunch of stuff that I've liked. Can I tell you what it is off the top of my head? No, but I like him as an actor. I feel like he was in Sons of Anarchy, but probably not. He wasn't, though. <laughs> he looks like someone that would have been. He should have been. <laughs> um, I'm going to look it up. Michael Morbius was to be used as the main antagonist in an eventual sequel, but the idea was dropped due to the fact the character rights belong to the Spider-Man universe and their movie license property of Sony at that time. The vampire at the rooftop in the alternate ending of the movie is Morbius. I Like, I I didn't much like this Blade movie, but from what I hear about Morbius, I feel like I like this Blade movie more <laughs> yeah. than that one. Yeah. Apparently it's very bad. I, I heard worst movie ever. Uh, and finally, Ski Ulrich, Ulrich lobbied for the role of Deacon Frost. Oh. Apparently they lobbied pretty fucking hard for it, too. Really? Which, why didn't they give it to him? Who the, who the fuck is... What's the other guy? The Deacon Frost? I don't know. Steven... Steven Dorf. Steven Dorf. Steven Dork. Dork. Like. Dorf. Loeb. <laughs> all right. Yeah, we ran a little long on this one. That's all right. That's all right. All right, so that's... That's it. That's the episode. That's everything. That's everything ever. That's... This is our last episode. If you're watching the video version of this, you'll notice that we got a new uh, new frame. New thing. And if you're not watching it, go ahead and watch it anyway. Yep. What are you doing? Yep. If you really want to see what we're talking about, or subscribe to our s- Patreon. You just want to see the faces that we make? Yeah. Like this one. Or this one. I like that one. It's a good face. All right. Should I just play the stock soundtrack? Or yeah. stock soundtrack? Stock, stock outro. outro. Yeah, but first... We gotta say what we always say. Goodbye!
<sighs> Wait. I still got to do the outro. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to our executive producer, Justin. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Pop Culture Bicycle and on Twitter at Pop Culture Bike. You can follow me on Instagram at Pop Culture Jake and Luke at Luke Keyway underscore DG. That's Keyway spelled K E W A Y. If you have any suggestions for us to read and or watch, email the podcast at Pop Culture Bicycle at gmail.com or use hashtag Pop Culture Bicycle on Twitter. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash popculturebicycle. And also follow our Facebook at facebook.com forward slash popculturebicycle. Goodbye. You got to yell it. Goodbye.